Hey, and welcome back to the podcast, the disabled podcast by disabled for disabled. With me, as always, is Bill. How's it going, guys? And John. Hello, world. I'm Ricky, and welcome to another installment of Wheel Life Problems. How's it going, guys? It's going. I am stuck in the house because uh, I have the suppressed immune system. So guess what that means? Because of this corona shit, I gotta stay in here. But there's plenty of things to do. There's games to catch up on. There's movies to watch. Yeah, I didn't know you had suppressed immune system. <laughs> it is part of the MD experience, if that's what one would want to call it. But I don't yeah, know if I you want to call it an experience, but it is part of the whole deal because of the as a result of the medicines that I take... Um, the steroid use, I believe, causes, um, you know, the suppression of the immune system, but also your lungs are, your lungs are a muscle, so as having muscular dystrophy, they are weakened. Having weakened lungs doesn't necessarily mean that your immune system is, is suppressed, but it doesn't, doesn't help at all. So, yeah, I've been stuck in the house, but it's not the worst thing. I mean... There, there's, you know, we got digital forms of communication, so it's not like yeah, the end of the world. Completely isolated. It yeah. also gives you more time to enjoy Fantasy Star Online 2 that's coming into open beta tonight. So that's good. <laughs> He's even doing advertisement for this now. That That's the big thing that Glitch and I are, like, excited about. I call I him Glitch, by the way, guys, because uh that's his that's his twitch thing so if you get i don't want anybody to get confused because sometimes i call him john sometimes i call him glitch when we're on the air what do you prefer to be called john john or glitch yeah what's preferable one, whichever pops up doesn't okay. matter i don't really care all right so we'll go in between call you jitch <laughs> or yeah but if we, but uh yeah fantasy star online is just an mmo that we are obsessed with uh because i don't know it's just it's been a game that's been out for like what it came out like 12 years ago right somewhere around there yeah but they finally brought it to the xbox and we are going to be doing a uh a stream of this this evening Ooh. well i guess we this won't come out in time so i guess people won't be able to watch it then but uh, i guess future streams huh yes definitely definitely unless you're listening Most to definitely. us in the past or somehow from the future <laughs> i don't know there's some there's some loophole in there that someone's listening to this and be like, oh, I'm going to watch that now, but I can't figure out the logistics of it. <laughs> Maybe you just borrowed Doctor Who's TARDIS and came back in time to watch it live. There we go. The TARDIS. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That well, explains. I mean, we were, we were just talking about this, uh, I mean, just briefly, but before we get into the topic of the day, I mean, how, how has Corona affected you guys other than Bill? I mean, with your immune system. I mean... It's kind of hard to avoid that topic now since the whole country is uh, basically on lockdown. Yeah, more or, or less. Socially distance. Socially distance yourself. <laughs> it, it hasn't really hit my area down here that much. The worst that's happened is our two major convenience stores, HEB and Walmart, have decided, you know what? We're not staying open 24 hours anymore. Merry Christmas. Everything else hasn't really shut down. There's been... No real change here in our in, in my neck of the woods. So are people still out in the public and sit and such like public uh, public events still happening or I guess I would say or social gatherings. Uh, we're not really big enough to have many large scale social gatherings. Like there's a few restaurants haven't closed, things of that nature. So I don't know. We're just not 
huge enough for major concerts or anything like that. And I think any that were planned did get canceled, but that's just the nature of the pandemic. Gotcha. Yeah, my school schedule has been completely messed up. Uh, all my classes for the next two weeks are being switched to online, and all my professors are scrambling to uh, come up with a plan because all my classes were in, in person. And they're all like, I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure something out. And it's been a little bit of a headache. And they extended my spring break by two days, which was kind of nice and not nice at the same time. Yeah. Um, so what do you think overall? It's You're still going to Northern Virginia community, right? Yes, sir. Um, do you think they ha- do you think they've made a good response to to what's happened in the area? Like, do you feel like it's. I guess so. I mean, it's what's ever it's what's everyone's it is what everyone is doing. So right. I mean, might as well play along with the crowd and not put anyone at risk, you know. Right. And, Ex- I mean, exactly. We are like DC, a major metropolitan area where you know there's we got you know Dulles and Reagan, two huge airports like right. Nearby us, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. On another note, uh, one of the things that uh, this is kind of. I I just found it interesting. West Virginia actually isn't affected. I think one of the biggest reasons is is that most international flights do not go to the airport that is there in Charleston. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, so they are uh, basically unaffected. But it's it's just interesting how you know how they're not that far from like you know uh, North Virginia, but yet it's you know. That's just interesting, I thought. But yeah, yeah. anyways, you know. <laughs> Corona. Fun Corona. times. Corona. Exactly. Okay. Uh, well, I'm more of a Guinness man. <laughs> I will say that the memes have been pretty uh, pretty great. <laughs> meme, meme quality, good. Oh, by the way, happy St. Paddy's Day to, to everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Almost forget that it's St. Patrick's Day because no one's going to be out in the streets. Yeah, I don't really celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I've got a more important day to celebrate instead. It's my birthday. Today. Oh, yeah. It's his birthday. Oh, today's your birthday. Happy birthday. Why, thank you. I turned 33. How old? 33. Big 33. Double threes. Oof. Man. How you feeling? Same as it did yesterday. No older, <laughs> no younger. So. <laughs> Ain't getting younger. <laughs> well, have yourself a green beer to celebrate, I guess. And cheers to you, old Glon. <laughs> <laughs> He's Glon. Yeah, you know. Make well, you what you got. Okay, well, yeah. All right, so on to our topic of the day after our witty banter. I'm sure everyone enjoyed. Uh, today we are talking about invisible accessibility. We're not talking about the nine and three quarters of station at Hogwarts or invisible staircases. We are talking about things such as Bill or Glon. Take it away. Um, we're talking about the, the things that are in our society that we use, such as like elevators. Uh, there's certain. Uh, there's certain beeps. Uh, well, actually, glitch. You know this better than I do. But there's a certain. There's a. There's like one beep for when it's going up and two for when it's going down or something like that. Like that's an example of one. Sidewalks having like those little uh, tactile bumps are for people that are low vision. 
to maybe make sure that they don't go, hey, this is the point where you might want to stop walking because you could get hit by a car or something like that. So those are examples of it. Yeah. But I think Glitch can elaborate a little bit more on on some of these because he was kind of the one don't, that brought this up. Don't forget about your ramps and railings. This those is are true. Health and, health and safety things, but they're invisible accessibility. Without ramps, right. a person in a wheelchair would have a hard time climbing from one level to another. This is true. Or, you know, railings give balance support to people that might need to lean on something, even if they can take stairs. Right. So, like, more or less to kind of reiterate what you guys are saying, these are things that the public has ta not taken for granted, but more, for lack of a better term, taken for granted, that they don't even realize that all these, like, tiny amenities are there, not just for them, but for other people who have who do struggle with in some sense of form of disability exactly so it's like without these things we personally with disabilities would have harder times navigating and getting around but most people see them as just it's there this is all i've ever known for it to be there i may not know why it's there but it's there so it's you know one of those situations well tell me again about the the, the elevator one because we we talked about this previously mm. off the air and i've I found that one really interesting, and I was on an elevator yesterday, and I forgot to listen for it, but, uh, yeah, explain, explain to the people so they can, too, be intrigued. All right, so in most places in the world, here in the U.S., it's actually uh, federally mandated. As you call for an elevator and it shows up, whenever the door opens, it beeps or chimes, or buzzes, or dings, or whatever sound your elevator in question may choose to make. One chime, or sound, or tone, tells you that the elevator is going up. Two of them tells you that it's going down. This is done so that people without vision who are waiting for an elevator can understand if two elevators are coming at the same time and they press the up button, they know which one to go to when the doors open. Yeah, that's, it's, that's, I think that one definitely encompasses the perfect example of like invisible accessibility because, I mean, us being disabled, I mean, I never would have thought that. I mean, you just think of a chime as just like an audible right. you know, thing, something, I don't know. But um, do you remember your first instance of figuring that out or was it taught to you or did you read it online? Like, how did you know about that? I actually learned that from a YouTube video by the channel Technology Connection. Oh. Yes, he has a lot of videos that analyze old technologies, uh, things like VCRs, Betamax, uh, things of that nature and show how they work on the inside and like get really in depth with it. Well, mm -hmm. he did an episode on elevators because he found that fact and found it interesting and figured it was a good cool thing to share with the world. So he did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something we don't we don't necessarily think about and then like how I talked about the the bumps, like how, you know, I didn't I didn't know that that actually was before I di I didn't put two and two together that hey, maybe that's useful for the blind. Yeah, huh. and that was something we touched on briefly on a previous episode a while ago, but to right. reiterate it, yeah, it's just, you see them at uh, train stations, sidewalks, uh, any type of ledges, or any time, uh, I guess, bridge? Bridge? I don't know. Anytime you're connecting two walking distances, you know, you, that's where you usually see them, and it's, and it's a way to give senses to people that are lose a sense you know right right and then there's things that i think people do notice but they don't 
recognize it, they recognize it as convenience and not accessibility, which is interesting also. I think it also plays into this because like for instance, at the mall, like, well, the mall that's close to me, Potomac Mills, I mean, you're familiar with this place. Um, I know some of the bathrooms actually have sinks that will, if I put my hands under it, it'll just, you know, it'll just go off. And then the, the soap dispenser does the same thing. And then there's even a dryer like that. And I know there's a lot of bathrooms that have that type of stuff. But that's actually, I would consider that to be some accessibility features because the fact is, is that it's difficult for some people... Uh, myself included, to turn on a faucet. Turning on a faucet is not necessarily an easy task for me. So them putting that type of feature in, while it's a convenience for some, it's an accessibility feature for a lot of other people. So it kind of it's kind of interesting how you can have like that double sort of situation where it's like, like Glitch always says, you know, sometimes a quality of life, something that's a quality of life for one person is accessibility for another. And I think that's, that's also where this plays a role. So I think it's kind of cool to think about those things that, you know, people use in everyday life, but they don't make that connection, you know? Right. And I don't think those sinks actually intended to have like an accessibility feature until, you know, it was pointed out to them. I, I right. That was more of a a sanitation concern at first and then so, it kind of just yeah. segued itself into accessibility exactly yep. so um, that's another yeah. little note another little note about malls that most people don't think of is um the tiles on the internal flooring of the mall like not inside of each of the stores but the like the, the main floor of the mall if you notice they're separated like you can either see or feel the lines in the tile underneath your feet Whereas whenever you step into the stores, it's either a smooth tile or a carpet. There's a change in floor texture between the main hallways of the mall and the insides of a store. True. That's another invisibility, invisible accessibility feature that helps people with limited vision realize whether they're in the main hallways of the mall or inside of a store. Helping ah. them find and locate themselves. Oh, because there is a consistency to that main floor. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that started off as like a cosmetic thing and then just so happened to turn into accessibility? Or is this uh, kind of like one of those rules, uh, regulated rules, or like you have to have different floor texture? Or is it both? I don't know, to be truthful. I think it might have started off as a cosmetic thing. Mm -hmm. And then it progressed and continued and people liked it. And I guess it eventually might have gotten patched in as a law because everybody's doing it now, so. Hmm. True. Well, it would be interesting to find out where the law stands on that because, as people know, there is there is the ADA, and they help get things accessible for a lot of people, but not everything. Like, um, was I was with, uh, I think my mom one time, and we were going into a building, and she was like, she like, it was like on a weird incline. She got upset at the people at the front desk because she was like, she's like, you know, it's it's legally mandated that you have a handicap button to their, to the, uh, into the building. And then I had to like pull my mom aside, like, no, it's no, it's not, mom. This building's privately owned. It's not a public access or a, <laughs> or a public building. Those are the ones that are, are legally responsible for having a handicap access doors. Like, oh, yeah, that's. It's kind of the thing is that there's a lot of things that sometimes like you can do within the law of of, of things like I know this gets a little bit off topic but not completely because the other day there was for instance there was someone that rides a motorcycle at the bowling alley 
and they it actually had a handicap plate, which was kind of confusing to me, although I know there's other ways you can get handicap plates, but he parked all the way at the end of the handicap spot where there was hash marks and stuff, and it's like, yes, while you legally can park there, it still was a dick move. So there's some things that I find within the law that it's like, yes, these people are protected by it, but it's like, couldn't you have gone the extra mile to think about someone else besides yourself, you know? Even when it comes to corporations, but even something as simple as just a person, you know, driving around in your city. I just think it's it's frustrating sometimes where it's like where, you know, I feel like we're protect a lot, you know, people that have disabilities, I think, are protected a lot better now, and there's a lot more things and there's a lot more stuff that kind of helps them, but I feel like there's still that, you know, there's still these issues that come that you come across, you know? Yeah. For anyone listening, I would totally recommend, if you have Hulu, listen, I mean, watch the episode of Penn & Teller's Bullshit, and they have an episode on the ADA, and they go over the pros and cons of the ADA. Really? ADA. Yeah. Wow, and they they do they usually do a pretty good job of like not like you know they get right to the yeah they show the bullshit a lot. yeah it's the bullshit and, <laughs> and uh, they show like you know how and I agree with this to a point that how some ac- some accessibility features can just be ridiculous to the point and like the way they drive this home is like they they carry around a guy in an iron lung and they're like your your restaurant's not accessible to him and stuff and. You know, it's, that's like an outlier situation where you're like, you know, we, you've got to be accessible to the general public, but we can't be accessible to, to every individual need that's going to be, you know, statistically. Yeah. Occurred, well, that's, there's got to be, a, I think there's got to be, a, what I am fighting for, I think what we're all fighting for is a even playing ground, like a, a fair level, you know, place to work within you know and i feel like that's that's the biggest thing that i'm hoping for is that you know i know there's going to be people that are going to be jerks there's going to be people people that do things that are frustrating but i think for the most part i feel like we can we can hit like a equal ground where it's like you know it's a fair playing ground for everybody everybody has the level of accessibility that they require Although I think there's always going to be uh, there's always going to be uh, things to fight for in any situation, but I mean, I think for the most part we're, you know, I think we I think we do pretty good. I think I think there's a lot of good things out there still. So right. Uh, one thing I wanted to stress too is that it is actually within business's best interest to be accommodating because true. The more customers they can possibly bring in, that means more money coming in and thus a bigger bottom line. Them refusing access to people with disabilities is just like saying we don't want your money, even though we know right. very well capitalism states we want all money. doesn't matter who it comes from. Yeah. yeah. This is, it goes back to like a conversation I had with, friend, with a friend of mine. He believes like he, you shouldn't have to mandate like things to accommodate people that – People at heart are usually good-natured people and are going to want to be accommodating just solely based out of good nature, not because they're forced to. Right. I mean, I think that's the hope. And I think in a, in a lot of cases I've experienced 
like uh, I've come across very accommodating people that weren't necessarily, you know, even in like the hotel industry and other experiences where it was like it seemed like they were actually going out of their way to kind of you know, actually make the experience good and try to figure out a viable solution um for me. And I feel like that to me has left a lasting impression when it was, you know, when it was like, you know, they specially got the hotel ready for me. The person that called made sure that they were following up, like when when we came to the hotel, and it was a very good experience. So I think that's an example of like someone wasn't necessarily doing it because they had to; they were going the extra mile because they wanted to, and it was the right thing to do. And I feel like you know, I'm not saying it's like that every time. I've had some bad experiences, but I think I've had more good experiences than bad ones. Right. Uh, I would, I also would hope that people are, you know, wanting to be accommodating out of good nature, but I've sort of seen the opposite where money talks and BS walks. If they are not going to make more than they lose from making things accessible, they just won't do it. Yeah, I think that's always going to be kind of something you're going to run into. I mean, I think there's negatives and positives here um i know we kind of made a turn here but i think this all this all relates i mean it all ties in no yeah it's true and i can't for me think of another instance of invisible accessibility be nice to know if anyone who's listening right now can give us an example of what their idea or any uh, times they've come across some form of invisible accessibility or something they would like to see? Yeah, maybe... Um, should we consult the... Would this be a good time to consult our Twitter to see if maybe someone I, posted on that? I do believe so. I think um, the only post I saw on that was subtitles in gaming or in media in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was what Brandon posted, which Brandon actually um, accessible uh, gamer himself, um, or is it streamer? Success? What does he go by? Is it accessible, accessible gamer? Okay, I I always confuse this because we're in because the group is called accessible streamers, and he goes by accessible gamer. Then there's able gamers, and then I get confused between yeah. I just all the confusion. Um, <laughs> basically, so well, I have, uh, I actually do have another one that most people don't think of. Okay. Well, on me there. You run across it. You run across it every single day. You're on a computer. Whenever What's... you're feeling around on the keyboard, the F and the J keys have a little raised bump on it. To help oh yeah. That's got, it's got bumpies. Right. It got a little bumpies on it. <laughs> yeah. More expensive gamer keyboards have one also on the S key for WASD gaming movement to help those find like the the keys that they need to find without looking down and hunting around the keyboard. Where's that S? Oh right, yeah. I never knew about one on the S, but I always known about the was it the G and J? F and J. F and J. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I remember learning about the bump on the key in middle school during typing class or the 
Well, they make us go to the computer lab and do typing exercises. And be like, put your pointer fingers here. This is how you know where to orient yourself on the keyboard. Yeah, I remember um, doing other things during that class, like playing Oregon Trail. I was just about to like make that same thing. It's like, oh, good thing I know where F and J is for Oregon Trail. Yeah, um, yeah, because <laughs> you also went to the same. Uh, you went to the same. Uh, I think you went to the same uh, like elementary, middle school, and high school as me. So I'm pretty sure you went to Marshall, right, or no? Uh, from third through fifth, yeah. So you remember that you remember the computer lab? We had like these Macs, like we had like these Macs, and there was like. There was, like, Oregon Trail and Amazon Trail were, like, the things that we always wanted to play. So the teachers would be like, if you get your stuff done, but I, I didn't really care. if I, It didn't matter if I got my stuff done or not. I was playing the, I was playing the game, making it look like I was doing the other things. <laughs> I remember the computer labs in Benton in middle school. I don't remember the Marshall computer lab. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's, maybe it, there's just a connection to a specific memory, probably, yeah. that stands out. I don't, you know how I these things the go. I remember the computer labs at my old elementary school was weaned because they had the, the nine inch floppy drive computers. Ooh. And I played Oregon Trail on the nine inch floppy drive on the black and green screen. Just be lucky we don't have an Oregon te Oregon Trail twenty twenty edition. <laughs> you died of coronavirus. Pretty much. <laughs> Someone should uh, modify the game just to like change the dysentery one. A to political that. uprising is stopping you from crossing the river. What do you want to do? You 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 must go into <laughs> you must go into uh um you must go into quarantine for two weeks before you can travel. Trump's wall <laughs> is keeping you from crossing the border. Do you A, climb it, B, dig underneath, or C, talk to the locals? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, uh, we are horrible people. <laughs> I don't know. I think someone should make this game now. Wait. What? Consult me. I have ideas. What is our darn... Why can't I figure out what our damn Twitter is? At Problems Wheel? At problems wheel. I wonder if that's the login too. It should be. I'm just gonna generally look real quick, see if I can see anything. Well, I yeah. Maybe edit this part out. <laughs> oh, I I I figured it out. Okay, we're good. We're good. All right. We need to change this. Uh, that's the wrong account. Well, oh well. Yeah, I I'm gonna have to fix this whole thing. Jesus. But um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that was the only thing is that um, I would say subtitles are probably the most popular feature that is used by all gamers. I think expanding subtitles to include in-game events like explosions. Um, you reference Borderlands Three is a very convenient expansion of the concept. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that I, I I don't think there's anything unreasonable about that. But yeah, that's definitely an instance where 
you know, someone of low hearing, you know, is subtitles work across a multitude of right disabilities, I guess. If you're low hearing or low cognitive, maybe that one's kind of a stretch. Uh, or you just enjoy reading. You know, I I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times I watch shows and movies with subtitles on. Yeah, it depends um, for me. If it's the first time I'm ever watching a movie, I watch it without subtitles because I want to just I want to look at all the visuals and such. Second time watching a movie, sometimes I watch it with subtitles so I can get more into the story. Third time, definitely subtitles. Yeah, I um. I actually watch a lot of foreign film sometimes, like Parasite, so you have to read, um, or Japanese films. I've really gotten into Japanese films recently, older stuff, uh, but anyways, I, I digress a little bit there <laughs> into my film love, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, that's just because I can't understand the language, I need to read it, period, but yeah, it's sometimes a lot more handy, like, especially, like, especially if there's, like, loud people in your house and you're trying to watch something and then you might not necessarily, you might not have heard it the way that you were supposed to and then you were able to read it. So I think it definitely, you know, regardless of games, Netflix, movies, whatever, it, it helps. Well, thank you, Accessible Gamer of Brandon, for that tweet response, who is also a former fellow Wheel Life Problemer. <laughs> real life problem <laughs> yeah um, yeah but if anyone out there in the podcast space who's listening to us right now has any ideas of invisible accessibility or you have any thoughts or opinions on what we just talked about shoot us a line drop us a telegram use our P.O. box let us know uh, I think a tweet will do just fine yeah we don't want corona <laughs> Yeah, they're just putting it in envelopes nowadays and handing it out to people. I can't believe it. <laughs> All right. Other than that, uh, I think that's a fairly good place to wrap things up. Any of you guys have any final thoughts that you want to get across to the audience before we blast on off out of here? Mm, no. John? We just about covered everything. Alrighty, folks. Well, I have. There's nothing here for me, cause I. All right. Terrible attempt at a joke. I was gonna try and make a joke, but then I lost train of thought. And you know what? All right. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Wheel Life <laughs> Problems. You can follow me. I'm at the Rickles. You can follow Bill. He's at Wheelchair Gamer. And you can follow John Glon Glitch, whatever you want to call him, at Glitched Vision. And you can follow the podcast at Problems 